The California Connection is live and in the building. It is Wednesday, February 28th, and we are here to chat AEW Dynamite. And this was the final Dynamite heading in to Revolution, which is taking place this weekend. And on top of that, this was a uh, sort of a historic episode of Dynamite, given the reason that it was the final Dynamite in which you will be seeing Sting as an active wrestler on the show. It's crazy to think that we're finally here. We're just days away from watching Sting's last match. We got that to talk about, and we got so much other stuff to touch on in regards to Dynamite. But before we get to all of that, I'm not here alone. I'm here with Righteous Reg. Reg, what's up? Denise, it's me. I'm here too. Your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster. Uh, hello. I'm having a good day, a good week, a good time. I'm excited about Revolution. I thought this was a very fitting way for Sting's last regular full-time appearance as a pro wrestler on TV. And I uh, thought there was some good stuff on the show. How's everything going, Denise? You came in here ruffled like you were dropping, you, like you had a bunch of notes and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You dropped them all. I was like, what's Denise doing? What's going on here? I'm a mess. I've been sick the last like two days. Thankfully, I'm not like as sick as I was on yesterday's post show. Like I was dying, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I feel so much better here today. But uh, honestly, though, I'm still like a little bit loopy. So it's funny because I sat here and I was like, what do I do again? What's my job? What's happening? I was sitting here and I was looking at all the buttons I had to press and I'm like, oh yeah, that one goes first, then that one, then you say hello, you welcome the people. It was like this whole like checklist running oh through my, my head. God. What happened here? I'm, I'm, I hope we can get to this full podcast without you fully, you know, dying, turn into a robot or whatever, malfunctioning or whatever. But I think everything's pretty good for now. Happy that you're feeling better. Everybody's sick out here. It's just nasty stuff in the air, Denise. You can't go outside. You can't stay inside. You can't look anywhere. It's weird. I haven't even gone anywhere and I got sick. I was that's thinking to saying. myself, who got me sick? Me? Right. That's what I'm saying. You cannot even go outside and you're like, wait a second. I haven't even talked to anybody. How is this happening? Are you getting sick over the internet, Denise? I am. You know what? It's like viral germs. I'm going to spray everybody. <laughs> There's going to be somebody on here or like some wando person that's going to be like viral germs. Oh, no. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, seriously. The YouTube video is dropping later tonight. I swear. Oh, man. All right, guys. So we got to get right into the wrestling for today. This was a pretty newsworthy show. I would say there was some stuff that I can't wait to talk about. Before we get right into that, I want to go ahead and kick things off with our super chats. Of course, if you want to help support this show, uh, get your question, your comment, your statement, your hot take, your opinion, your rant, uh, whatever it is you need to get off your chest or you just want to support this show, please send in the super chat. It helps us out a whole lot. Um, thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson, as always, for gifting us with those five uh, DWL memberships. <laughs> Reg, I know. I know. I'm on yeah. one today. I can feel yeah, it I mean, already. You just like, I just want to keep it going. I'm liking the energy because I think if you slow down, that's when you're going to totally shut down. Roberto Arsenal says, thing coming down from the Raptors made me smile. Will Ospreay got a crazy reaction in a small Alabama town tonight. Will is a star. Damn right. 
Crazy 101 says Jericho should not be in the scramble match. Hook should have defended against Brian Cage for the FTW title. And then it's effing Sting, solid dynamite. Let's effing go, says Crazy 101. We got Alexander Fitzgerald who says, I had tears in my eyes seeing Sting come down from the rafters one last time. The Crow gimmick in WCW got me into wrestling. Taylor Cannon sends in a very generous super chat saying, very happy for Sting. Been a fan since I was six and I just turned 40 last month. I'm so glad he's able to retire on his terms. With that being said, I don't need to see 73-year-old Ric Flair throwing punches anymore. And then Yes Boy says, Denise, what are your alien conspiracy theories? Well, my alien conspiracy theories is that Ric Flair should not be throwing punches anymore. (laughs) Reg, I was going to text you. And then I was like, nah, I might as well save this for the air. I felt two types of sadness today. When Sting came down the rafters, I felt sadness because I'm like, damn, that was such a feel-good moment, Reg. And like, you know, you just got in your feels. Prior to that, I felt a different type of sadness when I saw Ric Flair throwing some punches. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. What'd you think? Yeah, Denise, uh, when the segment was happening, before Sting came down from the rafters, I was like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know why we ended the show like this. I was very nervous. As soon as I heard Ric Flair's music, I was like, and then he started punching, and I was like, this is going crazy. Luckily, they had an ace up their sleeve with Sting coming down, but this Ric Flair stuff was... I don't want to say it was unnecessary, Denise, because Huntsville liked Ric Flair, but it was weird. So let's talk about what went down here and what actually happened. So obviously the entire week they had been promoting it as more than that. They had been promoting it at Sting's final dynamite as an active pro wrestler. And so the entire night, obviously they were pushing it. They were pushing it. And throughout the night, we were seeing Matthew and Nicholas Jackson go around and trying to find Sting. At one point they find this locker room, they go in and there's all of these bats hanging from the ceiling. And I thought, okay, cool, whatever. And then they come out, they close towards the end of the show. They come out there. They're, you know, saying their shit. They're doing their thing. They're being the young bucks. Darby comes out, goes after them, but he's outnumbered. And then Ric Flair comes out. And I'm thinking, Ric Flair is going to save Darby? (laughs) What are we doing? The second Ric Flair came out, I thought, oh, no, this is not going to go well. Just because I didn't think that the, how do I say this, Reg? I didn't think that the way this segment was all planned and coordinated was the very best because there was really only one thing I actually cared about. And it was staying coming down from the rafters when he finally got down there. I thought, okay, all of that obviously was that for that really cool moment, but everything surrounding it was kind of sad because Ric Flair basically had this moment where um, it looked like he was going to partner with the Young Bucks and he's holding the bat up and then he just like drops it and then just starts punching the Young Bucks and then the Young Bucks are obviously selling it, right? And I'm thinking to myself, no one is buying this. This is so sad. (laughs) And I thought, please don't tell me he's going to take them both out. And thankfully, uh, that didn't happen. And so they did the attack on Ric Flair. And then I started thinking, please do not let nothing serious happen in this situation right now. And then again, it it was just one of those moments where you it's Reg, it's the song that you like for a specific line and no other part. Yes, this I'm on the fence because I feel like 
this could have been like Sting's like, it's my last moment. The last time that he was on the last Nitro, he wrestled Ric Flair. There's some things that connect here, but they should have just maybe not had him punch. That would have changed a lot here. Like faked like he was going to hit the Young Bucks and then they just attack him right into it. But the punches just took away, took away. Yeah, you kind of had to, uh, I don't even want to say suspend your disbelief because Ugh. even my disbelief couldn't be suspended at all. I just felt, like I said, kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not you don't in wanna... like, the teary way, in the oof. Yeah, you don't want to feel sad at the end of a wrestling show, especially after, like, this is for Sting. You don't want to go out of this thinking, like, oh, this is kind of cringeworthy in points because somebody's grandpa was here. Yeah, it kind of feels like, I wonder what the thought process behind this was, if it was like, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, Reg, that this was something that Ric Flair wanted to make sure that he got in there. Because I feel like personally, they could have done this in a situation where like they could have done everything they did, where he's holding the bat, he drops it. And he looks at the Bucks and the Bucks are like, what the hell? And then I don't know, the Bucks take him out with something. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. It could have been the same thing, but with uh, him not hitting the punches on them because there's a bug on my glasses. <laughs> and it's annoying. Get out how of here, you, you dumb how bug. How did you get a bug on your It was glasses? just like going over my eye. I'm like, dude, I'm trying oh, to talk here. Oh, is it a gnat? Here. A, something. I don't know what it is. I hate gnats. They're but the I'm worst. trying to talk here, dude. But yeah, it's. Uh, I could see him being like a part of this deal. The one thing that I want to do is the last dynamite that Sting has, I want to make a run in and look absolutely terrible while doing it. Denise, maybe this is it. What? With Ric Flair? For Ric Flair, yeah. Because then what? If Sting's not here, then what is he doing here? Well, he's the gift, so I think that's it afterwards. But right? I don't know. I feel like Ric Flair always finds a way, so I don't think this is going to be like the end, though, for him in AEW. always find a way. Denise. You know there's going to be like some guys. big... There's going to be Ric Flair's last, last, last match. Just kidding. Not an actual match. I don't think Tony. Parentheses were serious this time. <laughs> yeah, but there's going to be like Ric Flair's last something. You know, they're going to do something. It's going to be promoted. I don't know. I can only imagine that they would do something like that just to get some some clicks, maybe oh, some clicks, some, uh, some views. I don't think I don't think that's the reason they're doing it. I hope not. That's not the type of views that they want, Denise. No, of course not. I know that. But I'm just trying to find answers. We got to see Sting drop down from the Raptors, Denise. Dude, there you go. Hella freaking awesome, man. Got as a big Sting fan, right? Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. It was so awesome to see that, and I was so happy when that happened. And uh, I wonder if he's going to do it at Revolution. You think he's going to do it at Revolution too? I don't know, because I'm going to be completely honest with you. It was scary. I didn't really like it that much. Like it was great nostalgia, but I was like, is it because he's older now? You got nervous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Like. I liked it, but I'm like, what, what if we did a stunt sting coming down? I guess I didn't think about it that way because it's like something that he did for so many years that a I'm like, oh, like, he's 65. a pro. You know, there's certain people, it's just like, that's what they do. That's like their thing. It's a pro, like that's, they know what to do, right? So I guess my mind didn't go that direction and I'm glad that it didn't because then it would have ruined the moment for me. You're right, you're right. Because I was like, oh, dad, don't get down from there, dad. What are you doing <laughs> up so high? Tell me when it's over. <laughs> 
<laughs> tell me when it's okay to look but then you miss the whole moment reg it's i'm like, like this is so cool whoa whoa i can't believe sting's doing this <laughs> it's like being on a roller coaster and having your eyes shut reg come on exactly. now but you know what though i've never seen like okay so i'm gonna be at revolution if sting mm. does do you know this, the the big entrance from the rafters I would have never seen it live. Like that okay. would be like a first. So it would be like, oh my God, you know? Yeah, that I, I understand that kind of wanting to see it. And it's going to be like his last time. Like I understand that, but it's still just like, it's scary. Yeah, yeah. So like now that we're getting to, like we're getting here, I can't believe we're just days away from Sting's last match. Like what the hell? It's... It feels weird because I feel like we've been here before because he's had a couple like the TNA thing, the WWE thing. But like, I don't know. Those never felt final, I guess. So it wasn't that weird. It was like, yeah, Sting's going to retire, but just from this company. And now it feels like, no, Sting is retiring forever. Like you could feel it. Like it's in the air. They're talking about it. Every time he talks, he's like, this is it. Like you just know what's happening. And Denise, it's feels crazy like we've been watching sting like every moment of my rest adult my, of my life watching wrestling like if i was watching wwf he was on the other channel like he's been a part of wrestling everything that i know about wrestling he's been a part of it in some way and he's not going to be anymore it's crazy Bert Housen says, crazy scene, Sting dropping down live. Oh, shit, you got to see it live? Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a moment. Grapple Geekery says, Jeff Hardy got to the ring faster than Ric Flair did. Yikes. <sighs> Tough one. <laughs> Mike T90K says, I wonder how nervous Sting was coming down to the ring. I would have been pooping myself. Like I said, you know, Sting's done it, you know, before. So He's done it a lot of times. Yeah. But still. Just different, I guess, you know. Ebony Prince has been a DWO member for four months. Says hello, everyone. I love the California connection. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. We got Rx Merle who says, first super chat. Appreciate you both. Great dynamite tonight. Sting from the Raptors. Also great opening segment. Hangman's going to tap um, tap to screw over Swerve. Good theory. And we'll get to that in just a second. That's but thank really you good. so much for sending this in. I appreciate that. We oh. got Tom Townsend who says they should have Flair they should have had Flair use some brass knuckles to make it a little bit more believable. Something. Yeah. yeah look at that. Tom or came up with an idea that fat. He could have used something. He needed a weapon. This is the young bucks. They've been destroying people. But yeah, Tom got it right there. If he would have just slapped on some brass knuckles, things would have been. He was holding the bat, right? But like I'm not so... making this up, right? He was holding like, the bat. Even if you got metal in your hands, Denise, if it's going the slowest you've ever seen, like it's not going to hurt. But you think about it. Okay. How old is Ric Flair? It's like 75 or something. He's old as hell. Hold on. Hold on. Let me find his actual age here because let's be realistic about this. Okay. He's 75 years old. Okay? Like, I don't even know if he could swing a bat that fast. The <laughs> okay, bat that fast. But Reg, put yourself in these shoes. Everyone here, put yourself in these shoes. You're 75 years old, right? And there are two young dudes. To young right books. in front of you that you're about to piss off and you know are going to come at you okay you're and you have a bat you're telling me you're going <laughs> to drop it and use your fist <laughs> versus actually using the bat itself <laughs> you killed me that, there you go there's the logic like all right there's two guys that are beating a young dude up already a young dude's over there beat up and I'm not going to use this bat. I'm going to use these fists. 
They're not going to get these hands. They got these hands and nobody did anything. Like, why did I have to apply logic to this? I'm sorry, but now this kind of ruins it for me a little bit more. Oh, man. Uh, we, got, we got Rafael Garcia who says, I like that Hangman Swerve is going to be an eternal feud like Eddie, Claudio, uh, Sting, Generico. That poor Mexican orphanage, long live Sting. Yo, he turned... <laughs> The only weapons I need. He turned into uh, Pops from next Friday. Like, you don't need that gun. Oh, yeah. Fist. Like, no. Bro, you need the gun. You need the bat. They're going to kill you. And they killed him. Yeah, literally. Alexander Fitzgerald says, I'm calling it. Goldberg is happy helping Sting on Sunday. Why is it every week you guys come on this podcast pitching that Billy Goldberg shows up here in AEW? Why do you want this so bad? Let's see. Let me think about it. Do you think it can happen? I don't think it should happen. I do think Goldberg will come into AEW at some point, but not in this particular scenario. Yeah, exactly. We keep trying to cloud Ric Flair's thing. I mean, uh, Sting's retirement. Nothing extra needs to be added on. We got a very generous super chat from Wildebeest who says, Sting descending from the rafters made me feel like a nine-year-old again. I started yeah. watching wrestling again after a 20-year-old lapse because my cousin told me, um sting is a thing called a sting isn't a thing called a w that's the reason i'm here now watching you guys oh shit okay so wildebeest basically so started cool. watching aew because he had heard that sting was with aew what you that's know i always how, hear stories like this that's how massive of a star sting is we talked about on this podcast before there's like wrestlers that have transcended wrestling and sting's one of those names like wildebeest hadn't watched wrestling in 20 years and his cousin was like hey sting's on and he was like i'm back like that's how iconic of a wrestler's thing is it's crazy. yeah that's pretty sick man i love hearing awesome. stories like that honestly because we know that you know after wcw died like so many people it seemed like they fell off the face a lot of, this of people earth. were like i'm good here i don't want to watch this anymore right exactly and you can't necessarily blame them because it's like a lot of people that were like diehard wcw fans they didn't want to go watch vince mcmahon's version of pro wrestling so like you know they went off they lived their lives and then hey man some of them very few of them probably came back to watch some either WWE or AEW. Who knows? I'm, I mean, Denise, like WCW and WWE were in a real war. You know what I mean? Those some of those fans were like, "No, WWF's the worst thing ever, and we won't watch that." And when this company dies, we're out of here. We're not going to switch over and become fans. A lot of people did switch over because pro wrestling's pro wrestling. But some people were like, "Yo, no, we're on this side, and we're staying on this side." Oh no, I know people that like their company was wcw and when wcw died to this day they still say the wrong company died i mean there i'm just i'm just don't shoot the messenger man i'm just <laughs> telling you what's out there and what people are saying i listen to everybody <laughs> don't shoot the messenger but will beast thank you so much for the super chat we got travis Lindsay here who says in my opinion rafter spots uh feel different after owen yeah of course they always do man I, every single person whether it was for a split second or the whole entire time it crossed your mind it, i know it crossed my mind i can't even like I, that's what i wanted to say earlier when i was talking about sting but i can't even say it like i can't even talk about owen's thing out loud still and it's been so long I, like, yeah. I can't even I don't even want them to be in relation like the stick yeah. like that's how bad this that is yeah yeah I know I get it man it's 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 hard to talk about because like on one hand you're like oh it's really cool when Sting did it and then you're like oh but in the back of my mind like I know someone that died when this happened and it's like a really 
It's a tough, tough little tough. spot to navigate there, you know? Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy is that when I was thinking it as we were talking about it, you yeah. didn't say anything. I didn't say anything because we both didn't feel comfortable saying anything about it. Right. Is yeah, it's still a touchy it? subject still, Denise. Like Mike T90 says in the chat that everyone kind of thought about it. And it's like everybody thought about it just because that's such a prominent rest. That's like one of the craziest wrestling moments of all time. So like that crossed our mind, but I don't even want it to, you know what I mean? But right. it's like, it's, it's inevitable. Right. I know what you mean. I get it. I know everybody was thinking it and everybody was thinking it sort of privately. I feel um, we got grapple geekery here who says um, for the record, I met Jeff's Hardy's debut, Jeff Hardy's debut. When he stopped <laughs> to dance before he rescued Matt, he still made it faster than Rick sting dropping from the rafters rolled so hard though. was scary Reg. Okay. See, I didn't know he was talking about Jeff Hardy's debut. I thought he just meant Jeff Hardy in general. That is really funny, though. Now, remember, Jeff Hardy took a long-ass time, and he still made it before Ric Flair did. Why did they – there were so many things that I would have changed in this segment, like having Ric Flair get all the way down. Like, I would have had him in the ring or something if this was the case. I don't know. He's a legend, they say. You know what's sad? I was so earlier in the night, Will Ospreay had made this joke about him looking like Kermit the Frog on leg day, and then Ric Flair came out dressed all in green, and I was going to make a joke about – Ric Flair as Kermit the Frog <laughs> and I decided not to tweet it the second I saw the punches I was like nah Denise put that tweet nah, away uh, leave it in the drafts mm-hmm. leave um, it in the drafts some of them you have to leave in the drafts I left a couple of them in the drafts today oh uh, you know what I do so here's my rule okay there's times where I think that something that I'm about to tweet is effing hilarious and I know that if I told you what I was going to tweet you would laugh I know if I told a bunch of people here they would laugh yep but there's always going to be that what if this is not the right joke to make, right? Mm-hmm. Or like someone will take it the bad way. So my rule when it comes to Twitter and jokes is I always send, if I have a little feeling that it might be something like that's not that funny, I make sure to send it to somebody else. And I say, what do you think about this? Like, would you post <laughs> this on Twitter? Tell me, like, will I get heat for making this joke? And it's yes every time, huh? It's yes every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then when that happens, what I do is, because I need to get it out, right? Like, you know when you totally. got a joke, you, you got to get it, it out of your system? Mm-hmm. I then text it to you or I text yeah, it yeah, to yeah. somebody else and I'm like, yo, check it out. I got this joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just move forward (laughs) i know because reg has gotten some messages from me (laughs) reg knows what's up all right (laughs) all right (laughs) um let's see where are we at now uh we got travis Lindsay who says wcw for life uh we got delayed rats here who says laps pro wrestling fan here came back for AEW heel hangman to start the show and sting's last dynamite were the perfect bookends for the show holy shit we got a lot of laps fans that came in uh you know to watch AEW. like i one of my best friends is a lap fan like he didn't watch wrestling for a long time and then AEW started and he was like oh cool i'll check it out and now he's like a huge AEW fan and gotten back into other wrestling because of AEW. like it's kind of a trend and i think like having wrestlers like Sting being on TNT and TBS is nostalgic for fans that used to watch WCW Saturday morning and used to watch programs on these channels. So 
it's it makes a lot of sense honestly wow all right that's pretty cool man crazy 101 says they need to unify the trios titles on um, mox looked off we got andrew cool here who says who had a better career the undertaker or sting <laughs> we're starting this, do again. this to us <laughs> we had a whole discussion about this <laughs> last time they tried to get us out of here last time for our opinions so let me tell you this man this is my answer i have one of these of sting okay I don't got one of these of The Undertaker. That's it. That's not really a cool, a good answer, but yeah, it's my answer for today. I already yeah, gave like a whole 20 minute spiel on this last time, huh, Reg? Bring up that picture of Undertaker's YouTube face and just post it right there. And I'll be like, that's why he loses. Dude, what the hell? <laughs> this isn't fair. Can I just say, it's not fair to the wrestling YouTubers of the world out there to be having to be competing in the year 2024 against the, the Undertaker. Undertaker. You're not winning. Yeah. If this The Undertaker or some random YouTube face, I'm picking The Undertaker. What do you mean? I know him exactly yeah it's not fair yeah undertaker came and cornered the market and that's undertaker you gotta be you let least some for the rest of the squad dude because everybody's gonna listen undertaker and maven too maven's out there killing it with his youtube channel I'm like, know. Guys. they're leaving crumbs for us man i feel like the little freaking the last little freaking pigeon when they throw the bread comes i'm like <laughs> trying to get a little piece of the action here give me some youtube ad revenue <laughs> Alexander like, Fitzgerald. You're a fool, Denise. <laughs> I don't know why I always do that. <laughs> Is that what pigeons do? Yeah, they go and they're like. <laughs> I don't think they really do. Have you heard about the uh, the pigeon conspiracy? No. That pigeons are not real. They're fake. Uh, they're watching us. They're like sent from the government. Oh, you don't like it? Is that why they always move when your car gets right to them and it looks like you're about to run over and no matter how close you get, they always move? I've never seen a dead pigeon. Just kidding. I am buying into this freaking theory. I actually thought that you were going to say that pigeons were reincarnated people. What? Like people, you know, when people die and you get reincarnated. And you thought every one of them was pigeons. You thought that's what I was going to say? I thought that's what you were going to say, that all the pigeons were people like one time. Is that crazier than the thing that I said? Which one is crazier, your idea I, or my idea? I would buy my reincarnation theory more than the pigeons being fake. What? In this society, you wouldn't buy them being a bunch of little spies? No, because they were around when I was a kid and we didn't even have that kind of technology. God, you think we didn't. <laughs> Yes. Area 51. That's true. What am I talking about? <laughs> oh, man. All right. You know what? In the chat, please. See, which one would you buy more? Spies, people are saying my idea is crazier. No. Yeah, your idea is wild, Denise. Like reincarnated people, as birds? What? There are so many people in this world that believe in reincarnation. I just feel like it's a possibility more so than the freaking pigeon <laughs> spying on us. Denise, we are being spied on it all right now. Some like is watching our our podcast, and you don't think there could be birds that are spies? No, you the said feds it. are Remember, watching us. Every time you try to run one over, it just hops out of the way. It'll just be chirp, chirp, chirping right next to you while you're eating a sandwich <laughs> at the park, and you're like, "Dude, is this bird listening to me?" Definitely. Oh man. Um. All right. <laughs> God dang, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. All right, here we go. Um, this one is from Alex. You know, what? I blame Andrew Cool for this for asking about. Yeah, exactly. We had to get it away from that. I don't know. 
Alexander Fitzgerald says, still disappointed we never got Sting versus Cody. Is that something you wanted to see, Reg? Did we not get it one-on-one? Oh, yeah, because Sting wasn't doing one-on-one matches when Cody was. But I didn't, I mean, I think for Cody's sake, I think that would hit. That's like, that's one of his dream matches. But I mean, you know, sorry. (laughs) I like how you're like, sorry. A lot of people didn't get their dream matches. All right. Let's press on from here. We need to get into the whole situation with Hangman Adam Page, Swerve Strickland, and Samoa Joe. This was the opening segment of Dynamite, and it hit, man. It hit pretty well. So here's the gist. Hangman Adam Page comes out in crutches. He tells everybody that he cannot compete at Revolution. And this turns out to be a swerve, all right? He swerved, swerved. Even commentary said it. Mm-hmm. Swerve buys it. Samoa Joe buys it. We get some really good promos from both Samoa Joe and uh, Swerve Strickland during all of this. But it basically ends up with Hangman Adam Page attacking Swerve with the crutches and leaving him down on the mat. Out. Um, This match is still happening. We're seeing this triple threat. How did you feel about the promo work that we saw here? The layout of this segment, the Swerve on Swerve, and all of what we saw here. Yeah, I think after uh, how people were reacting last week after the Hangman news kind of leaked online and people were like, I hope this match happened. And they were just all kind of like an array of different emotions. I love that they started it out with this, with Hangman coming out with the crutch and being like, I know you guys heard all the rumors because people have been talking about it for the last week. So for him to come out and tease, I thought was awesome. Swerve, though, was the MVP of this this segment because his promo that he did here just kind of running down everything was amazing when Samoa Joe came out and he got into Samoa Joe and the poncho at the commentary <laughs> desk I'm like yo Swerve is cooking this guy's like that and I love that Samoa Joe kind of sat back and let him do his thing that that's kind of been the thing with uh, Swerve for the last couple of weeks is he's gotten these moments to just sit back and shine and I thought it was another one today and then Hangman immediately with the swerve, I thought was great because the crowd bit so hard. They were like mad that he would do this to swerve after swerve just had this great promise. Like, how are you going to ruin this moment that we just had? But then also, but we like Hangman. So I don't know. Like, how did you feel, Denise? Was it like a heel move to you or was it just like, I'm getting over on this. So remember, he broke into my house and talked to my kid. Yeah, you know, to me, a hangman Adam Page has been feeling like a heel now for the last couple of weeks. He didn't start off as the heel. I mean, shit, we were all on this man's, for the most part, on this man's side because, hell, another man broke into his home and talked to his baby in his crib while his wife was in the house, too. So, um, you know, it started off with Swerve being the bad guy in all of this, but somehow, uh, you know, the tide started to turn. And you know what? Now, all of a sudden, Swerve is starting to look, I'm not going to say like the good guy because he hasn't done anything that is so good guy-ish, but because Hangman has started to cross certain lines, different lines where he's not really like, he's not really being like a sportsmanship type of guy. He's sort of lacking a little bit of that. He's lost a little of the respect that he had from the mm-hmm. fans, right? And, and storyline. And so, seeing all of that, to me, Hangman Page is already the heel in in this. Swerve's See, not a babyface per se. Yeah. But Hangman, it feels like a bigger heel right now. That's where my issue kind of lies, Denise, because <clears throat> I think what, what Swerve has been doing since uh, Full Gear has been 
it's kind of been a tweener role and it's been great, but I love the Hill stuff that he did before Full Gear so much that I'm like, I don't know if I want him to be full-fledged babyface, but at this point, it's feeling inevitable. Every week, the crowd's getting louder for him. Every week, the promos are leaning more towards babyface kind of promos, and it's all just kind of going in that way. So it's like, I don't know if that is going to be an option, keeping him heel. I just had this vision of him being a heel world champion, and we just got into a place where I don't think that's a choice anymore. It's going to be like, he's going to be world champion, but he's going to be a babyface while doing it. Right. It's this weird thing because like, yeah, I feel like I like Swerve more as a heel because that's what got him over, right? Like people right. loved the the sickening things that he did in that freaking death match. Like that's really was the moment that I would say got, uh, you know, Swerve all of a sudden for people to really be like, oh shit, like, holy crap, right? They right. got invested in him after this match. And part of it was because he was being like methodical and mm -hmm. doing all these crazy things in the matchup itself. So I do feel like that is an iteration that you want to see of Swerve as champion, but just the way that everything has played out, it feels like it just naturally went a different direction. Like I wonder if Hangman was supposed to be a heel in the first place, right. or if this just happened naturally. Because then on the other hand, you also have Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is a tough guy. He's a heel in this as well, um, right? He's the heel, right? Is he? That's or what I'm thinking of, Denise. Because I feel like every time that he talks, the crowd's like, yeah. and But he is like, you guys are dumb, though. So I don't right. know. It's like he, he, has that, he always has the classic Samoa Joe swagger of like, you don't really know. He's just a badass dude. But I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I don't know where I, I would decide I would put him on. I said it, and then I'm like – no, I don't think I may. I might not be right in that. Actually, I'm not really too sure. <laughs> no, to he's me, supposed Samoa to Joe's be because remember Samoa they Joe. remember they had the six man tag. He was on the heel side, and he's supposed okay. to. He remember he was against Hook, and Hook's definitely a babyface. So, and he practically killed Hook, and I don't think right. babyface would kill Hook that way. Exactly. Okay, but that was Samoa weeks Joe's ago. He could have changed from then. I don't know. <laughs> he changed in a couple of weeks. <laughs> I love Samoa Joe's promo here tonight. Him mocking both guys for wanting to hug it out. Him mm. saying that he's the real man in all of this. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, Samoa Joe is so amazing in this role of like kind of not wanting to get in their way, but also being like, fools, I'm the champ. Don't forget that you got to beat me to get here. Yeah, just short and sweet. And him being like, essentially just kiss already or fight. Like, what's up? Is classic <laughs> Samoa Joe. No, I really love this. I thought this was really great stuff. And speaking of just kiss already, there was a moment where two guys really got like, you know, all up on each other's face. I was like, those people kiss already. There was this next segment that we're going to get into. And that is Will Ospreay. Really? He is officially, officially, officially all elite. I know. What was the thing that happened at Full Gear that we watched? What were we talking about again, Full Gear? Because remember Osprey, remember he came and did a promo. Wasn't that him being officially all elite? Yeah, that's what I said. Like he's up, he came in and he said that he was going to uh, be, okay. he was still going to finish out with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was officially all elite then, but he was still finishing out his duty. So now he's gotcha. like officially, officially all elite. Officially, officially, officially all elite. Regardless yes. of what it is, Denise. <laughs> Very exciting. Like someone brought up in the chat, the massive pop that he got in Huntsville, Alabama. Like if people were worried about, 
well, what's Will Ospreay going to be like in America on TV, in Alabama, in Idaho, and blah, blah, blah? You see it. A big star is a big star no matter what. The internet is everywhere. And if you don't know or have some kind of idea that Will Ospreay is one of or who many consider to be the best wrestler in the world, like you're living under a rock. Oh, yeah, of course. I don't want to hear none of this, like, who's who's this guy and I can't learn how to Google. I mean, come on now. But for Will Ospreay, he's a special uh situation where like I feel like at this point every pro wrestling fan knows who Will Ospreay is even at to, to some certain extent you know who Will Ospreay is and right. and even for the AEW fans of course because you know the AEW fans tend to be a little bit more hardcore but on top of that he's already made several appearances on AEW's had several big matches on AEW so at this point he's just you know Will Ospreay and now he's officially um with AEW right like yeah. full time and so the bit the bit here that I want to get at with this is I want to start off with his promo because he was so excited to be there. You know, he was having this great time talking and saying all these things. And I probably got like five words from that, but it was freaking great. Uh, he was at one point, he's like talking about his girlfriend. He's talking about pizza. Uh, he says that he looks like Kermit the Frog on leg day and he shows us his whole entire bodysuit. He's hugging out Tony Schiavone. He's talking about moments he's had in AEW. Uh, what'd you think of the promo? Uh, so it felt refreshing for some reason. I don't know him just, he felt comfortable on TV and he's gotten in the, the towards the tail end of his new Japan career. He got really great at promos doing those after match new Japan style promos and even in his uh, video promos that he doesn't lead up to matches, he's really good at it. So to see him just kind of be natural on the show and know that it's American television and you got to tell jokes and you got to be silly, but then you got to be serious and turn it on when it's time to turn it on. I thought it was pretty refreshing. And it's like, all right, Will Ospreay's here on American television and he's already adjusting to what it's going to be. I'm excited for this run, Denise. And I think that this match with Takeshita is going to be... It's going to be hard to for anybody on this card to beat that match for match of the night, even with every how loaded this is like that match is like set up to be the match of the night, like by far. And the confrontation they had was pretty cool. I thought it was hilarious, though, because everybody was chanting Osprey, right? Mm. And Don Callis was like the mom that's like trying to make all the siblings happy. And he was like. Osprey to cash Osprey to cash that. I'm like, bro, no one's chanting for it to catch that right now. No one's chanting his name, but you, Don. It's like when the uh, when the there's two siblings and one's having a birthday and the other one's jealous, and you're like, all right, I'll get you a birthday cake too. I guess. Yes, parents <laughs> do that, dude. I've seen that where it's like one kid's birthday and they're like, oh, I got this, I got the sibling a gift too, just so that they wouldn't feel left out. Sick. Six, 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 sad world we live in. Kind Savage. Of. I would be pissed. I'd be like, it's my birthday. You don't get a gift. You're right. Why are you getting two cakes? I'm eating that cake too. That <laughs> gift is mine too. Exactly. Um, so this was exciting. I'm excited mm -hmm. to see uh, Will Ospreay, you know, officially kick things off here with AEW permanently. It's pretty, it's pretty exciting to see where this can all end up. There was something else I wanted to freaking say about this. And now it just completely like left my memory. The big homie looked big. Yep. He would look like he's going to destroy somebody. I can't wait to see the, they changed the match. I guess we'll get into that a little bit. His later. hair looked longer too. Osprey's. Yeah. Osprey's he's ready for this, this big time. That's God damn. Think. There was something else I wanted to say about Kermit this. with legs. I don't know. There's he, what did he say? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. There was literally something else that I was going to say about, um, Freaking Will Ospreay here, and I just completely lost it. 
blank. Completely there. lost it. Train Maybe of thought gone. Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. If you lose your erection just the way that I lost my train of thought, no fear. Blue Chew, Code Denise. Are you jobby now in bed? Do you have dreams of main eventing in the sack? Well, have no fear. Blue Chew is here to help you become the champ. Soon you'll make your baby face come back and get the finish. Blue Chew is the place to go for chewable versions of Sildenafil, Tadalafil, Vardenafil. These ingredients help men achieve stronger, yeah, harder, yeah, and longer lasting erections for sexual activity. Woo! The chewable tablets help fight off all forms of ED, which can include performance anxiety and maintaining an erection long enough for sex. A Blue True subscription includes a free online consultation, 24-7 medical support, a prescription for chewable, sildenafil, tadalafil, vardenafil, if approved, and discreet delivery straight to your door every month, all from the comfort of your own home at affordable prices. No more in-person doctor visits, no more waiting for appointments, and best of all, no more awkwardness. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to the description box of this video and click on the link and make sure to use the promo code Denise. By the way, I really did forget what I was saying. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, definitely. Lie. That was legit. It was funny because someone asked if that was part of my segue. Nah, I really nope. did forget. Mm-hmm. That's not a real bit going into the bit. Get you some blue chew and get your rock hard. <laughs> exactly. We got Mike T90K here who says my dad uses blue chew again. Hell mm-hmm. yeah, man. Make sure he's use his that. blue chew again. Yeah. Make sure you use that with code Denise link in the description box below guys. Um, (laughs) All right. So let's get to it. Uh, I want to go ahead and jump into a lot of the in-ring stuff that we got here, but you know what? I want to start off with uh, Chris Jericho versus Atlantis Jr. Um, I think that's where I want to start here. First and foremost, I want to get into the fact that man, it was so freaking cool to see uh, Atlantis coming out with his son, Atlantis Jr. Um, I've interviewed both guys and both of them just, how do I say this? Like, it is so freaking beautiful to see a father and a son have this kind of a relationship because mm-hmm. he looked up, like so many kids in Mexico, looked up to his father. Like to him, like it wasn't just his father. It was like Superman, you know, a superhero. Yep. Because when he doesn't have the mask on, he's his dad, right? Of course, he's his hero. But when he puts the mask on, He told me like his dad completely changes. Like it's almost like it's not his dad anymore. He's left there with this feeling of like, oh my God, this man is larger than life type of thing because that is who Atlantis is. Last year, I interviewed him here on the channel, Reg, and we were talking about how he was about to be celebrating his 40 years in uh, pro wrestling. And for 40 years, he was part of CMLL. So he never like went to AAA. He never went to like a different promotion. It was always CMLL. Uh, he was loyal. He was like the freaking Undertaker, loyal to WWE. But this was, you know, on for for CMLL, mm-hmm. and um, he has the most valuable mask right now, like in Lucha Libre, because he's really? never ever lost his mask. Smack oh. mask can't even speak anymore his mask he's never lost it so he has the most valuable one and he like trains with his son he pee they tour together they wrestle together like he can go obviously and so i don't know man when they came out and they had that moment as father mm-hmm. and son up at the stage i thought that was really freaking cool um 
we end up getting this match here. Uh, what were your thoughts on on the on the match itself? Why are you trying to ask me what were my thoughts before you say what your thoughts were on the match? Damn, Reg. <laughs> I have a, I want to know what your thoughts were. I'm like, why is she trying to move? She's like talking about every. She's like, whoa, great entrance, Dad. Let, watch my interview. Uh, Atlantis, great mask and everything. What'd you think, Reg? No, what did you think, Denise? I feel I feel like I got called out here. That's yeah, because you were trying to I got move called on. out here. Yeah, you're trying to all move right. on and you're not moving on. Okay. These are my thoughts. All right. Before you give yours, I will give my thoughts, Reg, because you know what? I have guts. All right. There was a lot that I liked in here. <laughs> Stop. You're throwing me off. <laughs> Look, you know what I'm gonna say. There was one particular moment where um I just think that I think that Jericho was a little too heavy in one spot. And so poor Atlantis was like really struggling to like get him over. And then Taz was like trying to explain this on commentary, right? He was trying to explain how what a tough tough thing it was to do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad that he explained that. But then he said, you know, I'm just explaining it. I'm not trying to bury the guy. And then I was like, why did he add that part? Why did he say the second part? Reg, were you not thinking the same thing? Because I, I thought it was that. weird that he said that. I'm like, no one is saying, no one is thinking that you're burying mm -hmm. the guy. Nope. But when he added that, it made it me think like that suddenly he was burying mm -hmm. him. Yeah, no, it didn't sound like it. It didn't sound like he was burying him until he was like, well, I'm not burying him. I'm like, wait, are you burying him? I don't really understand what's going on here. That's what I thought so too. I thought it was weird. I'm like, why add that part? Okay. But I get, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, Jericho and Atlantis and having that moment afterwards and their history and everything. It gets why Chris Jericho was the opponent in this match. But it's just one of those situations where obviously Atlantis Jr. is going to want more opportunities in AEW. I can assume mm -hmm. he's going to want more opportunities. And when you're in there with someone where you can't really show 100% who you are, I feel like it kind of takes a little bit away from like you being able to be like, Hey, I can do all this stuff. See what I'm saying, Reg? Your sentence just stressed me out when you can't be in there. Who's some, like, this is Chris Jericho, like one of the greatest of all time in ring. Denise. One of my favorite is, wrestlers of all time. Yeah, I know straight up. This is AEW world-class a couple segments before this, like legit, the best wrestler in the world, uh, two segments, three segments before this, Two of the best wrestlers in the history of pro wrestling talked on the show and wrestled on the show in Brian Danielson and Will Ospreay. You have, there's a certain level that people need to be at and nothing against Chris Jericho. He's done it all, just not at that level anymore. And that's okay. I don't know if like maybe taking an extended break is going to get him back to that. I don't know if something's going to change, but like, seeing what the display today and kind of the displays he's had recently, it's all kind of like, it feels like he's lost a couple steps and you can see it. And that's not the Chris Jericho we want to continue to see. Cause there's so many memories I have of him having all the steps and doing these amazing things. So like the moments today was like, I don't want to feel bad. It's just like the Ric Flair thing. Like I don't want to feel bad after I watch a match. That's no way to like, Feel. And then, like, Atlantis is trying to, like, get his – Junior's trying to, like, get his shit off here for the first time, do his thing, impress a crowd that – Denise, we're used to seeing – when we see a, luch a luchador for the first time, it's like, oh, my God. We see Commander and Bakingo and these people, and we're like, wow, that was the craziest thing. They do the wildest shit because they have these opponents they get to. 
uh, Vikingo wrestled Kenny Omega, and like he got to showcase himself 100%. And Atlantis didn't get to against Chris Jericho, and that's unfortunate. So, like I'm saying, I don't know if Chris Jericho, what needs to happen with Chris Jericho? Like, he could still do it, but not at the highest level. And this moments like this are needed for the highest level when somebody that's younger and and more in tune and maybe not as over would have had the craziest match you had ever seen you know what i mean there's so there's lines to this like i understand why chris jericho's in there is chris jericho but it's like we're gonna have to figure out what's going on here here's the thing and like i think about this too and i try to think about like you know, the American audience. And I try to think about like, for example, if they're not familiar with someone, right? When you're used to seeing guys like the Lucha Brothers, Bandito, yeah. uh, obviously Rey Mysterio, who's been doing it for decades, but specifically talking with AEW, okay? You're seeing Bandito, you're seeing the Lucha Brothers, you're seeing Commander, you're seeing Eliho Devi Kingo. When they come in, they've all gotten over because they have had spectacular performances, right? And that's what the American audience wants to see. They want to see these guys come in here and do this uh, Lucha style that's going to make them go, ooh, and ah, and oh my God, I didn't know he could do that. How do he do that? And really get those types of reactions, right? And it worries me when you can't, when it's the first, for a lot of people, this was the first time seeing Atlantis Jr. So when you don't see that ooh, ah moment in the first match, it's a little bit harder to convince the crowd why they should get excited to see you again. And unfortunately, because of the first matchup that he had here, like I definitely saw like, you know, shades of what I had seen already before of him. But for a lot of people, this was their introduction to him. Was it enough? I don't know. First impressions are everything, Denise, especially in the wrestling business. Like, you know that the the drama and stupid stuff that's been on the internet of people being like, "Who's this person? Why is they? Why are they being on TV?" And so, like, he gets this kind of moment where people kind of have the same thing of like, "Who's this guy?" Blah blah blah. They told the backstory, the rich backstory. But if the match doesn't match what we're while we're telling you, this guy's so awesome. There's gonna be a bunch of fans that are like, "Oh, another luchador. I don't care." And that's not what we need here. Like, he's a spectacular luchador. We need to be seeing why he's in this position and it's just unfortunate that Jericho had to be in there kind of being an anchor on his debut. It's all fine. I'm sure he'll come back and Tony will put him against another luchador and blow our minds, but it's just kind of unfortunate that he had to debut like that. Right, exactly. So I do hope that, you know, I do think Tony will bring him back because obviously Tony's a fan and had, I'm assuming has seen his work already and his dad's work. So uh, I am expecting to see him back and hopefully, like you said, put him in there with someone else so he can, you know, show what he's got and show a little bit more of what he can do. But honestly though, kudos to him, man, because he went in there and he busted his, he busted his butt, man, and tried to make the most out of this match. And you saw that. And like, honestly, I'm trying to think like the, I think that, do you think that Jericho is trying to replicate a lot of, do you remember that match with him and Bandito that was actually really good and yep. was having everybody like, oh shit, but Bandito was literally working like a hundred miles an hour at, in, during that match, right? And he was like doing all of this stuff. I almost feel like Jericho is trying to find that again, get that yeah. moment again. But it's it's crazy because that's Bandito though. And like Bandito legit carried him with one arm. You know what I mean? Like that's a, different type of animal and like you can get that but like bandito's special and you it's not going to happen every single time as we saw tonight uh chris jericho see this is kind of how the story thing is funny denise because people keep talking about stories and like 
right here, they broke it down for us. This match had a lot of stories. Chris Jericho wrestled his dad, came to Mexico, all this backstory. Son having this triumphant US, de- U.S. debut against a big top U.S. star. Like, all the story was there, but then the match happened, and it's like, well, the story doesn't matter because the match didn't match. So it's like, there's things have to coincide. It's so interesting how everything happens. Yeah, I second that. Um, anyways, I was still happy to see this match happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Happy to see Atlantis Jr. with his dad out there. And now we'll see uh, when they have him come back again. I won't be surprised. He'll probably have like a match on Rampage or something. Yeah, collision <laughs> or some shit, something. Probably, probably. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get into, we got three more other matches to get into here. Uh, I'll start it off with uh, the BCC versus, uh, sorry, BCC versus FTR and Eddie Kingston. Um, This is literally every match that they've had. I can't think of anything <laughs> new to say, man. Also, am I crazy, Reg? But is John Moxley always the first match on every Dynamite? He has been for like the la- at least the last three. Like it's probably more. Like it's probably if somebody did a, a some data right now, they'd be like, it's the last twenty. But yeah, it seems like he starts every single show. Every single show is welcome to Dynamite. Every single time, it's just kind of how it is. Yes, uh, Denise, I do agree. It's just like. They've had this match before. This is what they do. But it's just still so good. It's just really good. It's like back to uh, WCW Saturday night. It's just one of these Saturday matches that you would get that's insane, that bangs. But it's like if you've seen it before, you've seen it before. But there's little intricacies that if you go back and watch that match 20 times, it's probably one of the craziest matches ever seen. But this is just three guys uh, getting us to the pay-per-view. Both matches individually on Revolution are going to be dope. And I'm really loving the ending for this was everything of Brian uh, kicking in Eddie's head, putting him in a submission, him being out. Like, I think that is really driving home their title match this weekend. So I liked it. <laughs> I think it's like I'm, I'm used to seeing this match. I feel, I feel like fine. I've seen it a hundred times okay. and yeah. like even heading into revolution. I'm like, eh, I already know what I'm going to get from it. it. Like, I hate to say it, but I already know what my, what we're going to get. With Brian and Eddie Kingston? Yeah, with, uh, no, specifically with FTR and um, the tag team match that they're doing with yeah. freaking, uh, Claudio and Moxley. That's for me, fair. it's more so of like, yeah, I already know what we're going to get. That's fair. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, truthfully. I don't know. I don't know. I just think they're, I, I'm not as, um, I'm not as hot for this match, I think, as a lot of people are. I think that they the FTR and Brian and or Claudio and Mox match, they're kind of relying on us just thinking everybody's really good at wrestling and like more like the match base than telling this crazy story. Cause there's not a lot of backstory to like, what are they fighting for? Just like to know. be the best, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I yeah. Know. I think this one, it's just like, ah, it's there. I know it's going to be a good match. I know I'm going to be entertained. I'm going to ooh and ah when they do some chops, John Moxley's going to bite someone. Like I already know. I already know. So it's fine. It's fine. Well, Moxley's going to bite someone. That's his thing. He's going to bite someone. That's exactly what we're going to see. There's going to be some blood. I already know what to expect from this. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. Um, another matchup that we got was Orange Cassidy versus Nick Wayne. Uh, you know, it's been a hot minute. And since we've seen Nick Wayne have a one-on-one match over or a match on Dynamite, at least. Yeah. Um, fun little match i love him doing the swanton and orange cassidy uh, especially because like you know his size and when he does it it just looks extra like i don't know i could see his limbs so it's pretty pretty interesting um orange cassidy gets the win it's all right what'd you think 
Yeah, I I did. I, you know, it was nothing to really write home about, but I thought it was a fun little match. And I thought that my favorite part about this was the confidence that Nick Wayne has been showing. Like in this match, he looked really confident. Like he looked like the best version of Nick Wayne that I've ever seen. Like just being next to Christian and really in kayfabe and in real life, absorbing all that energy has really shown right here. And Orange Cassidy hasn't had one of these defenses it feels like in a while it feels like he's been doing a bunch of tag matches so it feels really good to see him do one of these for possibly the last time what he's gonna lose his championship on Sunday. oh you you were like oh the last time and i was like what do you yeah, know that i just gonna know? lose his belt to roderick strong you know oh you think that's happening roderick strong's gonna defeat him for the title why would orange cassidy keep that belt I know he's had it you for know? a long time. Yeah, like he's I get, done it all with like it, huh? it. Only reason I think that is like, because why? Why wouldn't he? <laughs> That's the only reason I have. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, this is this is one where I'm like, I just don't care. Whoever's you know? <laughs> fine with me, I guess. <laughs> like I think just like the story is like, why? I'm like, why does Orange Cassidy have the belt at this point? Like. And that it just seems like the most logical. That's what I'm saying. It just seems like the most logical. Like, a Roderick is going to win it just because why wouldn't he? You know, I associate him with the international championship the way I associated Jade with the TBS title. Yes, exactly. Like, you've done it. You built that belt. It's time to probably give it up, though. Yeah, yeah. Do you I think you that maybe um, this match, that should have been Osprey's first match? Orange Cassidy? Yeah. Kind of I mean, telling we, the story that they told because uh, Osprey and his uh, thing was like, I've been here before I beat Orange Cassidy. Yeah, and that was a freaking awesome match too. And I remember going into that, that people were like, oh, it's Orange Cassidy. What? Like people were not happy about that. And it ended up being this tremendous match. I would have liked that. I would not have minded that. Or do but, you like Osprey as AEW World Champion? I think the story out? would be strong. I think the story would have been stronger had he faced Orange Cassidy for the international championship than him going into Kanoshka Takeshita. But because Kanoshka Takeshita and him would be such a fresh matchup, that's why I'm looking forward to it. But I do think, like you said, the story with him going in and facing Orange Cassidy for that would have been a little bit stronger. But who knows? They could probably do that afterwards, though. So now I kind of want to, but like you said, Roderick Strong's looking like he's winning. So Orange Cassidy wouldn't have the championship anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good I would story like to tell, it. Though. I would like it if Orange Cassidy did retain and then they did something with Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay. Okay. But I don't know. It seems like Will Ospreay's going, ba like he's a baby face right now. He feels like a baby face. He came in. He's probably going to turn on, you know, the family, the Don Callis family. So I'm expecting them to, you know, tell a story for a while. So his focus is going to be probably on Takeshita and then Hobbs and then, I don't know. And, the, and these guys, the Undisputed Kingdom need a win bad. They need this yeah, so they bad. Do. They need this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, but I hate that. Giving someone a championship just because they need it. Mm, I mean, but if he loses again, Denise, after what we've seen here, it's not going to look good. Like, he legit, he needs a win and he needs this belt. I know it's not the best, but damn. Mike T90K says, Nick Wayne is the future of pro wrestling. He has it. Learning from Adam and Christian will do so much for him. Dude, I'm such a fan of him. Been He's a fan learning of him. from Edge and Christian. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah right? I knew I didn't <laughs> think about it until Mike T90K pointed it out. Duh. That's wild. <laughs> Grapple Geekery says, my best friend and I will be at Revolution Sunday. Hopefully, I'll see you in SRS there. If not, enjoy your visit to North... To North what? Kalakaki? Kakalaki. <laughs> oh, Kakalaki. <laughs> and try some barbecue. Kakalaki. <laughs> 
Wait, is North Carolina known for barbecue? Yeah, you better get oh, you some yeah. barbecue, girl. Yeah, yeah, they got some good barbecue down there, North right. uh, down in North Kakalaki. When you heading out, Denise? I'm leaving on Saturday morning, and then I'm returning Monday morning. So oh, I'm doing a quick be one. There. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be there for like a day and a half max. Yeah, like I'm in and out, bro. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> so I'll text you when I'm out. I'll be like, I made it. I'm done here because oh, we're I doing the. We're doing the post show, yeah? Yeah. We're, oh, yeah. That's a good time to promote the pro, post show. Monday, Reg and I will be here at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time talking about AEW Revolution. Of course, I will be bringing you the live experience. Uh, so it'll be a good time. I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a great time. Yep, yep, yep. She's going to see Stang's last match. You know, Denise, after the Jericho match, we didn't talk about them changing the meat match to the... Uh... Oh, Yeah. We need yeah, to talk about that right now, going? actually. So we're not getting the Meat Madness match anymore, which I'm kind of bummed about because I was really yeah. invested in that. Um, and the reason being, Tony Khan said that a lot of the people that I guess were supposed to be in it uh, were injured. And I don't know, it's a little weird, but whatever. Um, so we're I mean, I would, I would think he was going to include Miro and Brody King at minimum, and they're nowhere to be found. So You can't I'm do a meatness, a meatness, a Meat Madness match with three guys. It doesn't hit the same as five guys. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, Reg, not me. You said it. <laughs> it doesn't hit the same. <laughs> five guys are better you, than three. I think you set me up for this. <laughs> I Hold did not on a set minute. you up for this. You said it. <laughs> Everyone here witnessed it. <laughs> That was karma, Reg. You want to know what that was? That was karma for throwing me under the bus and okay. having to say my real thoughts and opinion regarding the match with Chris Jericho and Atlantis Jr. Okay, that was right. karma, Reg. She was like, uh-huh, I'm going to get him back. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. oh, God, I hate it here. I can't believe I fell into that. By the way, I do really love Five Guys, though. We're talking about no, five meat. Guys. Yeah, yeah, Five Guys, the hamburgers. Yeah, they got yeah they're guys. really good. I really like them. They always, do, they always overdo it with the fries, though. The fries are crazy. Like, you guys would probably save money and, like, could stop charging us so much money if you gave us just a little bit less fries. Yeah. And it's like, mm. don't, if you've never had Five Guys and you go have Five Guys and you're, it's two people, <laughs> let's say it's two of you having Five Guys, don't order two orders of fries. Don't do that to yourselves. Just order one. You guys can split them. Trust you me. never have Five Guys. You want to have five guys. I had three guys with five guys. Take away two. I don't like what's going on. <laughs> if you and your special other have five that would have guys, been time to drop the blue chew ad. Run it again. You're definitely going to need blue chew for five guys, bro. Okay, I'm done. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Wrap All it right. up. Wrap it up. <laughs> well, see, this is this is the problem, Reg. You and I don't know when to stop. We don't. We can't. We just keep going and keep going. Uh, we need a moderator. That's just what Will Washington used to be. He'd come in and moderate, be like, "Hey, you guys, stop!" But he can't. He's gone. We're, we need an adult around here. All right. Uh... <laughs> well, Rounded Leo says, "I'm sorry. Are BCC face or heels? I hate one week that I hate them one week being heels and the next week they are face." Aren't they like heels on one brand and then baby faces on the other? I think they're supposed to be heels because Brian Danielson is the heel in the Eddie Kingston thing. Like he kicked his head in and he blah, blah, blah. And Mox is always like, I hate everybody here. But they do kind of, I think it's just like nobody's ever going to fully hate. You're never going to get me to fully hate any of them. So 
you know, like a, yeah, the most dastardly they ever get. I'm like, yeah, bring it on. I want more. So like, it's, I don't think it's their fault. It's just like the fans will never stop cheering them. Yeah. That's a little complicated. I guess mm-hmm. if you want it to be complicated, maybe it's not, I'm seeing them as heels to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. At the end. Delayed grad says all-star scrambled eggs match for a title shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, scrambled eggs. I don't think we'd ever got to the match talking about it. We somehow oh yeah. I'm so sorry. Aired off into five. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause I said, yeah. Yeah. yeah that right. was your fault, Reg. That was all you right there. Um, okay. So we're getting an all-star eight man scramble match. That's going to be taking place. Um, so, so far they have announced for this matchup, we're going to be seeing Chris Jericho, powerhouse Hobbs, Lance Archer, Wardlow, Hook, Brian Cage, and then there's going to be two men at it. There's going to be a um, qualifying match on Rampage that's going to be Magnus um, versus Matt Seidel. And then we're also going to be seeing Penta versus Dante Martin versus Brian Keith on Collision, which I'm kind of looking at this and I'm like, damn, that triple threat match, I want to see all those guys in this match. Yeah, honestly, can it be like a three-way tie and they all win and they all go in? But if I had to choose one, I'd definitely choose Brian Keith, baby. But the big homie powerhouse Hobbs is in this. He won the big old Sonic ring last year. Maybe he'll go back to back. Who you got, Denise? I really need to see Penta in this. Yeah. I can't. Like, this is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Penta's in this. Yeah. How did they do us this dirty, bro? Penta's probably going to win, though, because he's, like I said, and like I always say, he's so over. Like, if he wins, people are going to be so excited about it. Yeah. Like, how do you not have Penta in this? Like, I'm sorry. If he's an option, you put him in there. Yeah, that's right. Whatever. I'm not going to get into the rest of my thoughts on this. Like, I just feel like he should have already been put in that, like, automatic. Denise is mad about this. None of this freaking qualified match. Nah, bro. Penta, be in it right now. Wow. No, seriously, though. Yeah, no, I understand, though. You know what I mean? Like, come on. It's Penta. Let's, Let's be real. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be um, whatever. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> this is a ladder match, isn't it? Is it not a ladder it's match? It's not a ladder match, no. Why Just was a scramble I thinking match. this? Just a scramble match. Oh, well, then I don't care. Oh, because I said something about the ring, too. I assumed that it was going to be a ladder I, match. I assumed it's happening it was going to be a ladder match, too. It's not a ladder match at all, you guys. It's an all-star scramble. and We said it five times. Yeah. No, but the winner does get a title shot, so it's same shit. Just not a ladder match. Oh, yeah, no, sorry. It doesn't hit as hard for me without the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I need the ladder. Um, Chris Jericho's there. Ward, I don't know. I need the ladder, bro. That, why do you think I was like, oh, yeah, it's Penta. Penta's got to be in it. Because in my mind, I'm like, Penta's going to go in. He's going to do some crazy shit off the ladder. Yeah, see, I was thinking of the face of the Revolution ladder match. Me it's too. Revolution. That's probably why I was thinking that. But, yeah, no, it's a scramble. Yeah. So then why I not wonder why they didn't do the ladder match. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. If you couldn't do the Meat Madness match, be like, oh, well, we're going to do the Face of the Revolution ladder match. Huh. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's no fun without the ladder. Hmm. Hey, we got a couple days. Maybe things can change. Hopefully. Mike T90K says, it annoys me how TK just forgets his traditional pay-per-view matches. The Face of the Revolution ladder match should happen every year. Should be a woman's one-two. Maybe if we start a hashtag, we can get this change to the ladder match. Hashtag Give us a ladder. Hashtag you think bring from, the ladder. From you this show, Denise, we could get this match changed if we get a, a good hashtag together. I don't know. What if it fails and then we just look like losers? No, nah, that won't happen. We're cool. What do you guys think the hashtag should be? <laughs> Give us a ladder, TK. <laughs> Give us a ladder, TK. That's pretty Give good. Give us a ladder, TK. <laughs> Give us a ladder, TK. Hashtag give, give us, us a ladder, ladder. TK. Hashtag give us a ladder, TK. 
Hashtag it don't hit the same without the ladder, TK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, these, these hashtags just be crazy. Um, <laughs> Mike T90K, thank you so much for the super chat, man. Appreciate that. Um, all right, we got one final match to get into. Christian Lander, Sky Blue. Yeah, it's not um, Christian Lander kind of got a little bit screwed here. She got hit in the face with the freaking championship belt by um freaking Julia. And Willow and Stokely were on the outside arguing. They were arguing when they came up behind her, uh, kind of co- uh, causing a little bit of a distraction there. Um, Sky Blue gets her win, though. I don't know. What do you make of all this? Yeah, I thought that was a lot of good stuff told here, uh, Denise. Someone, hold on, pause. Someone <laughs> said ladder cry babies. That's funny. <laughs> You guys. <laughs> so what happened was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of good stuff that I liked in this match. Uh, specifically, the match was tremendous, I thought. Uh, Statlander and Sky Blue have locked into something really good. This is their third match together, and you could tell because they were going for it. Sky Blue is just so good at this point. Like, she's improved tremendously since the last time we just seen her. And her switch over to this heel persona has made her even better wrestler. And Statlander is tremendous. She was awesome here in this kind of not just dominating the match, but kind of letting Sky take over and get into spots. The Sky, uh, you know, uh, the finish was great. And I thought the story that they told with Stokely and Willow was awesome too. Uh, Stokely trying to be Stokely. Willow just being so pure hearted and never letting cheating happen in front of her face. And Statlander playing for it. Really good stuff all around. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought there was a lot of good stuff there. Sky Blue has really just grown into her own, and that's mm-hmm. been nice to see. And she still has a long ways to go, right? But she's definitely taken all of the right steps to get there, so that's been really fun. The uh, German suplex on the ring apron, that yeah. was sick, man. That was yeah. really, really sick. I really love that. Um, No, man, it was good stuff there, and I'm curious to see where the rest of the story goes with uh, you know, Willow and Stokely and their bickering mm-hmm. and how that ends up playing out. So that'll be fun to see. Um, we got a super chat here from Amir F who says prediction Wardlow wins scramble faces Joe, maybe in April MJF comes back and cost him then Wardlow versus MJF at double or nothing. Then we pay back to the last time they were supposed to wrestle at double or like nothing. Like two, three years ago. It's been a while, but that's still a good story. <laughs> we should have an expiration date, bro. Remember I know. We remember? Okay. I feel this way. You know how you felt about Swerve and Keith Lee? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about the Wardlow MJF thing. Mm, I'm not rolling. I don't. I still still think we could go back to it. See, I feel like, oh, that was so, like, two years ago. Like, I think that might be one of the only things to save over Wardlow, honestly. Yeah, for sure, honestly. Um, I don't know. But what are you going to do? You're going to have MJF come back and lose to Wardlow? Yes. Mm, All right. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, that's what you think, Reg. I mean, he comes back. He does. He's been off on vacation. He could lose his first match back against Wardlow. A little rusty, maybe. Can do that whole thing. Yeah. All right. So Wardlow gets a win over a rusty MJF. Boom. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm open to all opinions here. I'm open to all opinions. Is that it? We got it all. Yeah. We got it all. All right, guys. That was um. 
I was about to say that was AEW Revolution. That's no. not AEW Revolution. We're going to be back here on Monday, Raj and I, to talk about the pay-per-view, to talk about the show. It's going to be a good time. So make sure you guys come in uh, for that special edition post-show. And, of course, I will be at Revolution. So keep an eye out here on the channel for content and videos. Um, whatever I can get, I'll make sure to post up here on the channel. So make sure you guys come in here and support and check that stuff out. We got a super chat here from Crazy101 who says, um, Brian better win. Eddie has had enough moments oh you're giving up on brian on, on uh, eddie kingston already i think he still has a little bit more gas in the tank i'm not sure if brian's gonna be going over here remember brian hates belts that's true i know unfortunately but he does uh crazy one and one thank you so much for the super chat man all right guys before we head out reg what do you got to promote what's going on man uh, you can catch me every okay no today we did a really really great interview on indeed with Ruckus, the one of the greatest independent wrestlers of all time. We talked to come up in wrestling. He's going to be back. They just announced him for For the Culture at uh, WrestleMania weekend. So if you're going to be at Collective, that's going to be free general admission show. And while supplies last, if you're going to be there for WrestleMania weekend, it's going to be amazing. Definitely check out that interview. Jay Rose was on there too. Really good stuff. Um, every Wednesday, I'm here with Denise. Of course, you know that California connection. Thursdays, I'm on with Kate for the Ring of Honor post show. Tomorrow, I think, is Ask Rhapsody. I'm not sure about the weeks. Saturday, I'll be on regular Grapsity, Philip Lindsay, and then I'll be on Monday with Denise, 2 p.m., you said, or 12 p.m.? 2 p.m. Pacific mm -hmm. Standard Time. Yeah. 2 p.m. We'll be here. Because I I'll think I here. land, like, at 11 or something, sure. and it takes me, like, an hour to get from, like, you know. Mm -hmm. And lately, what's been happening to me is every time I arrive to LAX, there's some VIP person coming in. Ah. So they make us wait in the airplane for like the longest time. It's Terrible. so annoying. The jets and pull up to LAX, like all the Hollywood celebrities. Dude, last time that I flew from, where was the last place I went that I flew? I don't remember where, but I went somewhere and I came back. Ah, uh, you know what? It was Royal Rumble actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. when I came back from Florida. um, We came, no, was it that one? I don't remember, whatever. But I came back at one point and, um, we were stopped and it turns out it's because the vice president was coming in or something wow. or like the air force. They said it was the air force two. So I'm right. assuming the vice president was, I don't know who was in there. So every time you land, you might have to stop for the president or Taylor Swift or Bill Bellamy. LAX. Like you never know. This was, the, that's the second time that's happened to me where I've had to wait in the plane for a lot longer time because there was a VIP coming through. And so basically they make way for the VIP and you just have to sit there for like an hour in the plane. It's so yeah. Somebody said Denise is the VIP. What if you were the VIP and they were waiting for you to get off the plane? Oh, Bro, I was right there for Kansas City in a crappy ass aisle 32. <laughs> <laughs> All slumped over with your headphones on. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. And then from there, every time you have to, for LAX, in order to get to the Ubers, you have to go catch the bus. So you first get the bucks, the bucks, the bus, yes. which is the LA exit bus. And then you get on the bus and it takes you to a parking lot. And in that parking lot, you finally get your Uber and then you go home. Ugh, LAX sounds God awful. Oh no, it's super easy. I really like it. Yeah. No, it's really easy. I made it easy for last time I was running up with like two suitcases, two giant suitcases because I was trying to get the bus. So I made it. I got the bus. But anyways, I'm done talking. You're guys, done. thank you so much for everything. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>